Genesis chapter 19, the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. The two angels came to Sodom in the evening while Lot was sitting in the city's gateway. When Lot saw them, he got up to meet them and bowed down with his face toward the ground. He said, Here, my lords, please turn aside to your servant's house. Stay the night and wash your feet. Then you can go on your way early in the morning. No, they replied, we'll spend the night in the town square. But he urged them persistently, so they turned aside with him and entered his house. He prepared a feast for them, including baked bread without yeast, and they ate. Before they could lie down to sleep, all the men, both young and old, from every part of the city of Sodom, surrounded the house. They shouted to Lot, Where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us so we can take carnal knowledge of them. Lot went outside to them, shutting the door behind him. He said, No, my brothers, don't act so wickedly. Look, I have two daughters who've never been intimate with a man. Let me bring them out to you, and you can do to them whatever you please. Only don't do anything to these men, for they have come under my, uh, the protection of my roof. Out of the way, they cried. This man came to live here as a foreigner, and now he dares to judge us. We'll do more harm to you than to them. They kept pressing in on Lot until they were close enough to break down the door. So the men inside reached out, pulled Lot back into the house as they shut the door. Then they struck the men who were at the door of the house, from the youngest to the eldest, with blindness. The men outside wore themselves out trying to find the door. Then the two visitors said to Lot, Who else do you have here? Do you have any sons-in-law, sons, daughters, or other relatives in the city? Get them out of this place, because we are about to destroy it. The outcry against this place is so great before the Lord that he has sent us to destroy it. Then Lot went out and spoke to his sons-in-law, who were going to marry his daughters. He said, Quick, get out of this place, because the Lord is about to destroy the city. But his sons-in-law thought he was ridiculing them. At dawn the angels hurried Lot along, saying, Get going, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, or else you will be destroyed when the city is judged. When Lot hesitated, the men grabbed his hand and the hands of his wife and his two daughters, because the Lord had compassion on them. They led them away and placed them outside the city. When they had brought them outside, they said, Run for your lives. Don't look behind you or stop anywhere in the valley. Escape to the mountains or you will be destroyed. But Lot said to them, No, please, Lord, your servant has found favour with you and you have shown me great kindness in sparing my life. But I am not able to escape the mountains because this disaster will overtake me and I'll die. Look, this town over here is close enough to escape to and it's just a little one. Let me go there. It's just a little place, isn't it? Then I'll survive. Very well, he replied, I will grant this request too, and will not overthrow the town you mentioned. Run there quickly, for I cannot do anything until you arrive there. This incident explains why the town was called Zoar. The sun had just risen over the land as Lot reached Zoar. Then the Lord rained down sulphur and fire on Sodom and Gomorrah. It was sent down from the sky by the Lord. So he overthrew those cities and all that region including all the inhabitants of the cities and the vegetation that grew from the ground. But Lot's wife looked back longingly and was turned into a pillar of salt. 
Abraham got up early in the morning and went to the place where he had stood before the Lord. He looked out towards Sodom and Gomorrah and the land of that region. As he did so, he saw smoke rising up from the land like smoke from a furnace. So when God destroyed the cities of the region, God honoured Abraham's request. He removed Lot from the midst of the destruction when he destroyed the cities Lot had lived in. Lot went up from Zoar with his two daughters and settled in the mountains because he was afraid to live in Zoar. So he lived in a cave with his two daughters. Later, the older daughter said to the younger, Our father is old and there is no man in this country to sleep with us the way everyone does. Come, let's make our father drunk with wine so that we can go to bed with him and preserve our family line through our father. So that night they made their father drunk with wine and the older daughter came in and went to bed with her father. But he was not aware of when she lay down with him or when she got up. So in the morning the older daughter said to the younger, Since I went to bed with my father last night, let's make him drunk again tonight. Then you can go in and go to bed with him so we can preserve our family line through our father. So they made their father drunk that night as well and the younger one came in and went to bed with him but he was not aware of when she lay down with him or when she got up. In this way both Lot's daughters became pregnant by their father. The older daughter gave birth to a son and named him Moab. He is the ancestor of the Moabites today. The younger daughter also gave birth to a son and named him Ben-Ami. He is the ancestor of the Ammonites of today. Genesis chapter 20, Abraham and Abimelech. Abraham journeyed from there to the Negev region and settled between Kadesh and Shur. When he lived as a temporary residence in Gerar, Abraham said about his wife Sarah, She is my sister. So Abimelech, king of Gerar, sent for Sarah and took her. But God appeared to Abimelech in a dream at night and said to him, You are as good as dead because of the woman you have taken, for she is someone else's wife. Now Abimelech had not gone near her. He said, Lord, would you really slaughter an innocent nation? Did Abraham not say to me, she is my sister? And she herself said, he is my brother. I have done this with a clear conscience and with innocent hands. Then in a dream, God replied to him, yes, I know that you have done this with a clear conscience. That is why I have kept you from sinning against me and why I did not allow you to touch her. But now give back the man's wife. Indeed, he is a prophet and he will pray for you. Thus you will live. But if I don't give her back, if you don't give her back, know that you will surely die along with all who belong to you. Early in the morning, Abimelech summoned all his servants. When he told them about these things, they were terrified. Abimelech suffered Adam and said to him, What have you done to us? What sin did I commit against you that you would cause you to bring such great guilt on me and my kingdom? You have done things to me that should not be done. Then Abimelech asked Abraham, What prompted you to do this thing? Abraham replied, Because I thought, Surely no one fears God in this place. They will kill me because of my wife. What's more, she is indeed my sister, my father's daughter, but not my mother's daughter. She became my wife. When God made me wander from my father's house, I told her, 
This is what you can do to show your loyalty to me. Every place we go, say about me, he is my brother. So Abimelech gave sheep, cattle and male and female servants to Abraham. He also gave his wife Sarah back to him. Then Abimelech said, look, my hand is before you. Live wherever you please. To Sarah, he said, look, I have given a thousand pieces of silver to your brother. This is compensation for you so that you will stand vindicated before all who you are with. Abraham prayed to God and God healed Abimelech as well as his wife and female slaves so that they were able to have children. For the Lord had caused infertility to strike every woman in the house of Abimelech because he took Sarah, Abraham's wife. Psalm 1. How blessed is the one who does not follow the advice of the wicked, or stand in the pathway with sinners, or sit in the assembly with scoffers. Instead, he finds pleasure in obeying the Lord's commands. He meditates on his commands day and night. He is like a tree planted by flowing streams. It yields its fruit at the proper time, and its leaves never fall off. He succeeds in everything he attempts. Not so with the wicked. Instead, they are like wind-driven chaff. For this reason, the wicked cannot withstand judgment, nor can sinners join the assembly of the godly. Certainly the Lord guards the way of the godly, but the way of the wicked ends in destruction. Mark chapter 7, Breaking Human Traditions Now the Pharisees and some of the experts in the law who came from Jerusalem gathered around him. And they saw some of Jesus' disciples ate their bread with unclean hands, that is, unwashed. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they perform a ritual washing, holding fast to the tradition of the elders. And when they come from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they wash. They hold fast to many other traditions, the washing of cups, pots, kettles and dining couches. The Pharisees and the experts of the law asked him, why do your disciples not live according to the traditions of the elders, but eat with unwashed hands? He said to them, Isaiah prophesied correctly about all you hypocrites. As it is written, this people honours me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. They worship me in vain, teaching as doctrine the commandments of men. Having no regard for the command of God, you hold fast to human traditions. He also said to them, You neatly reject the commandment of God in order to set up your tradition. For Moses said, Honour your father and mother, and whoever insults his father or mother must be put to death. But you say that if anyone tells his father or mother, Whatever help you have received from me is Corban, that is a gift for God, then you no longer permit him to do anything for his father and mother. Thus you nullify the word of God by your tradition that you have handed down, and you do many things like this. Then he called the crowd again and said to them, Listen to me, everyone, and understand. There is nothing outside of a person that can defile him by going into him. Rather, it is what comes out of a person that defiles him. Now when Jesus had left the crowd and entered the house, his disciples asked him about the parable. He said to them, Are you so foolish? Don't you understand that whatever goes into a person from the outside cannot defile him? For it does not enter his heart but his stomach, and then goes out into the sewer. This means all foods are clean. 
He said to them, What comes out of a person defiles him. For from within, out of the human heart, come evil ideas, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, evil, deceit, debauchery, envy, slander, pride and folly. All these evils come from within and defile a person. A Syrophoenician woman's faith. After Jesus left there, he went to the region of Tyre. When he went into a house, he did not want anyone to know, but he was not able to escape notice. Instead, a woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit immediately heard about him and came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek of Syrophoenician origin. She asked him to count cast the demon out of her daughter. He said to her, Let the children be satisfied first, for it is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. She answered, Yes, Lord, but even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Then he said to her, Because you said this, you may go. The demon has left your daughter. She went home and found the child lying on the bed and the demon gone. Healing a deaf mute. Then Jesus went out again from the region of Tyre and came through Sidon to the Sea of Galilee in the region of the Decapolis. They brought to him a deaf man who had difficulty speaking and they asked him to place his hands on him. After Jesus took him side took him inside privately away from the crowd he put his fingers in the man's ears and after spitting he touched his tongue then he looked up to heaven and said with a sigh Ephratha that is be opened and immediately the man's ears were open his tongue loosened and he spoke plainly Jesus ordered them not to tell anyone but as much as he ordered them to do this they proclaimed it all the more People were completely astounded and said, He has done everything well. He even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak.